you're at a place you just discovered. And being an American Express Platinum card member with Global Dining Access by Resi helped you score tickets to quite the dining experience. Okay, chef. You're looking at something you've never seen before, much less tasted. After your first bite, you say nothing because you're speechless. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your dining experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews. But now, we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. From 30 Rockefeller Plaza in New York City, please enjoy this podcast edition of Late Night with Seth Meyers. Late Night is on hiatus this week, but today on the podcast, you'll hear Seth's interview with actor Sebastian Stan from Falcon and the Winter Soldier, then his interview with Megan Mullally and Nick Offerman. Now, let's get to the show. Our guest is a talented actor you know from his work on the Captain America and Avengers movies. He returns as Bucky Barnes in The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which is available exclusively on Disney+. Please welcome to the show, Sebastian Stan. Thanks for being here, Sebastian. Hey, man. Thank you for having me. I feel like there were two things we were all very desperate for over the last year, uh, vaccines and new Marvel content, and it feels like they're dovetailing together very nicely. Yes, yes. Perfect timing for, for both of us, I guess. So uh, I have to ask, when you and, and, and your co-star Anthony Mackie, uh, were, this was first presented to you, uh, was it surprising? Did you know this project was coming? Uh, no, we didn't. We, we just both knew we were going to stick around in, in some capacity, you know, because we were alive at the end of Endgame. But then um, we, we had both gotten called in, unbeknownst to us, uh, you know, for, for a meeting. And, um, you know, we had separate meetings, but then I ran into him at this hotel in L.A. and, and I didn't know he was in L.A. And uh, and he like looked at me funny and I looked at him funny and, and we sort of started to kind of piece the puzzle together that maybe we were there for the same reason, you know. One of the puzzles anybody in show business had to piece together this year is how to shoot uh, uh, during COVID, obviously. Yeah. Uh, you were uh, in the middle of it. You were in going to Prague uh, last It's March. very difficult with Anthony because he's a close talker. So, you know, <laughs> the, the, the aspect of social distance for him is a difficult thing. But right, yeah, we like, were in Prague. It's like a normal six feet, but it's like an Anthony 12 feet. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, so you flew it. to Prague. This was, I guess, last year uh, before yeah. everything shut down. And I will say, I tip my cap. Early on, you were taking this very serious. That's you on an Oh, airplane. yeah. Yeah, well, thank God Fox News reported on it at the time, you know. Um, but <laughs> we did because I, you know, I, I we didn't know what to expect, and I had my best friend with me who who's a worse hypochondriac than I was, and we just kept piling things on and going. I mean, where where do we stop with this thing? And um, you know, it was our first, my first picture of of this hashtag we were trying out called Bucky Takes Europe, uh, which of course led to only three posts and um, and a birthday that that happened uh, a few days later. And, and then we were, you know, we were sent back. 
I, I heard you were actually celebrating Bucky's 106th birthday when you found out that everything was shut down. Yep. Yeah, we were. Uh, we decided to find one of the most authentic, you know, uh, places in Prague to go and, and have dinner with, with. And it was a crowded, crowded place. And uh, and we thought it was it was funny at the time. And then uh, it led to me meeting about 35 waiters and hugging them and taking selfies with them. And then 10 minutes later, we got a call. We were supposed to get on a plane. So uh, I felt really good about how I spent that night. <laughs> uh, more at risk than ever. Uh, now, I, I have to ask, you know, obviously you're not a Bucky's age yet, but you are how you have been playing this character for 10 years. Is it harder uh, do you find the recovery harder uh, from the uh, intense action sequences that they put your character through? Yes. Well, it's usually by the end of the press tour, so you, you get closer and closer to the age. But um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think we, I think we both take quite a lot of Advil, you know, and and there's and definitely some ice packs. But you know, I, I it's just we got to get Anthony off the ground a lot more. <laughs> That's very, it's very nice how uh, I feel like you have a lot of empathy for Anthony. It's really sweet that you're sharing that with us today. <laughs> I, well, I do, you know, but it's sort of something you have to live with. It's it's like it's like uh, you know it's like a disease that you're just gonna have to live with. But <laughs> but we, I think, look, I, I you know we we kind of know each other well and and we have a good rapport and and they, I, somehow they decided to to give us a show uh you know to, to have more so it's 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 been a privilege uh you came back from Prague uh, when everything got shut down in New York City uh I know that uh, you had lived here before you were an actor here in New York City uh, what was it like for you last spring uh being in a city that obviously we all know is much more vibrant than it was then well, it was really strange. I mean, because, you know, we, we didn't really know what at the time what to expect. And so everything felt um, out of place. And, you know, I think the emptiness of the streets. But I, I was I went full on like the aviator DiCaprio OCD. Like I was taking my clothes off and like, you know, in my hallway and, and running them to the washing machine and then washing every little thing in the in the, you know, in the sink. And um, and, and it was really weird. But 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 I had this old lady uh, across the street from me who every day, every night at 7 p.m. would come out, just blast Frank Sinatra, you know, and then everybody else would come out and just sort of join in. And and that moments like that just feel kind of that they surpass all of time. I always like yeah. asking anybody who was young living in New York, especially actors, uh, what their first, their early apartments were like. Did you have any doozies back in your day? It was, uh, I, I'll, I'll say exactly where it was. It's, it was uh, at 323 West 42nd Street, right across the Port Authority. And, uh, oh, I great was right area. Great area. Beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but we were in Times Square, so, you know, we felt lucky. Yeah, but how, many, how many roommates were you uh, rocking back then? Uh, well, I had one official roommate that paid the rent with me, uh, and then we had all of our Rutgers friends kind of like just hop off the bus cross the street and then crash with us, you know, but it was, I don't know, you, you, everything about that was romantic at the time, <laughs> or that's what we said. That's what we said to ourselves until you walked outside. You know? Yeah. And you would also, I'm sure, say it to girls, <laughs> yeah. like, you want, you want to see something romantic? You've never seen romance till you've seen the Port Authority at night. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, that will definitely shake things up. It's like the one neighborhood yeah. they just haven't tried giving a cute name to. Like, they're like, no. Well, I got, we got yeah, a one bedroom in Porthor. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's always, you know, what it is. But, 
But in a way, you know, there was something grounding about it. And it's like you walk out in New York City, you know, you always just life greets you and, and, it, and it kind of, you know, puts you in a, on a reminds you of the right things, I guess. I think you're right about that. And uh, congrats on the show. It's so exciting to watch. And thanks so Thank much for you. being here. Thank you, man. Absolutely. Thanks so much. I'll see you. New episodes of The Falcon and the Winter Soldier are available on Fridays exclusively on Disney+. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com podcast and use code WONDERY to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Our guests tonight are two very talented actors of stage and screen. You know her from the iconic sitcom Will and Grace and him from NBC's Parks and Recreation. They star in the animated series The Great North, which airs Sunday nights on Fox. Please welcome back to the show Megan Mullally and Nick Offerman. How are you? Good. Hello. The, the Liz and Dick of today. Yeah, the which one is the which one is the Liz is my question. That's for you guys to decide. We don't we're not going to tell you how to live your marriage. That's what makes it more modern. I actually love the Liz and Dick reference. I think it's so amazing. I've used Lenten Fontaine, so you tell your writer that he's on the cutting edge compared to me. Oh, the the person who wrote that's way too old to be a writer. <laughs> I bet did that did that not come from Shoemaker? It was Shoemaker, yeah. That yeah, that was absolutely a, a producer came up with that. That's what we call people too old to write. <laughs> now, Nick, you were actually the last time uh, we had an audience here. You were you were with us. You were here on on March 11th. So it is lovely to see you again, uh, albeit under uh, far worse circumstances. You too. It was uh, very strange. We we were uncomfortably like laughing and touching elbows. Like, yeah. <laughs> I guess I guess this is going to be a real thing. Yeah. I feel like the the last day any of us did shows, we would not look back on proudly of like ah, ha, ha, elbows. This will be over tomorrow. And then it was like get <laughs> out of the city. Now, you guys are uh, back out. You're working, which is very exciting. Uh, you're doing an animated show, which I know you can do from home. Uh, that is not, of course, all you're doing. And I want to ask real quick, are you happy with the way you've been animated on this show? That's you, Nick. I am. I mean, for you know, anyone who's worn a flannel coat that's wool on the outside and, and shearling on the inside can, would tell you that's clearly a slimming outfit. So. Yes. And I, and I look like Cher, so, and there's never anything bad about that. No, absolutely. I think they both did very well by you. This is very exciting, Megan. You are uh, going to be doing Anything Goes in London, correct? Yes. Um, you know, God willing and the COVID don't rise, or uh, that's really terrible. And that's on television now, but that's fine. Um, yes. Thanks, <laughs> Shoemaker. Yeah, he wrote that. Yeah. He wrote that. Um, 
I'm supposed to go over there and do anything goes. So it's supposed to open at the end of July and I'm taking tap classes. I'm learning all the tap choreography. So I've been tapping my troubles away. And now do you do all the tap out of the house or is, is Nick sort of, okay, so there's no like tapping in the home. No, it's an empty dance studio and it's me and this woman who's teaching it to me. And um, it's pretty fun, I have to say. You guys met on stage. Uh, I, I, of course, knew that, uh, Nick, I knew you were doing stuff in Chicago, uh, but you had just come out to LA and you guys were in a play together. Was it love at first sight? Well, we, we have kind of uh, two versions of this. For me, Megan says yes, for, that for me it was love at first sight. But I, I was living in someone's dirt basement and Megan had just finished her first two seasons of Will and Grace. So we were in such different places that I had like crazy uh, Prince and the Pauper, like Princess and the Pea. I had a, a real class struggle. I had to get through two weeks of, of like inoculation to sort of realize that Megan was all, that I was a human like Megan. Because... <laughs> I really like placed her so high on a pedestal. So I had the feelings. I was like, oh my God, am I, are, are, is it, you know, are we sparking? Is this canoodling? Uh, but I was like, no, it can't be. She's like a work, she's like a professional actress. <laughs> but eventually uh, it worked out. Did he ask you for your number, Megan? Oh, he, no, he, um, he had called. I, the number I put on the, um, the number I gave out to everybody on the call sheet was my, my fax number because I didn't want to, I didn't want creeps like this to have my number, you know. So I didn't know that he'd left a message on my fax machine asking me to go out and hear this cowboy band until two weeks later. So for two weeks, he thought he'd been completely iced. But then I finally heard it and yeah. it was... It was his dulcet tones, because he really does have a, a good speaking voice, except when he's in character. Did he, um, I, and did you have to sort of introduce him to the, the finer points of, uh, of society? Oh God, the first time we went to a restaurant, he tucked his napkin into the bib of his overalls. <laughs> Which is how it's done. That's how Jed, Jed Clampett did it on Beverly Hillbillies. Like, and he turned you, out fine. If you're working class and you end up in Los Angeles at a fancy dinner, you tuck your napkin <laughs> into your cup. <laughs> you guys, uh, you also have a podcast called In Bed uh, with Nick and uh, Megan. Now, I have always found you guys to be a couple that is very happy uh, to share uh, the innermost details of your relationship. Has, uh, have you found any boundaries that you haven't wanted to cross yet? Or is it, is it the same as it always was, even in podcast form? I mean, that's pretty full on because the thing is that no matter how much we say about our relationship, nobody really knows, you know, <laughs> they don't know. This is fascinating to me. Uh, Megan, you found, because you say that, and I think that's true, but you actually found old letters of, of your mother's. And so this is actually, you're actually finding out more than anyone, I think most normal people ever find out about their family. It's kind of unbelievable, really. I mean, I have found giant bins packed with letters written to my mother, like love letters written to my mother. I mean, I'm talking about like 750 letters just, just from guys. And then another giant bin that, of letters written to my father. So they saved everything. And so I have 
love letters written to my father and I have all the letters from his mother and his father and his brother and sister and I, I just found them. So that's what I'm doing like full time every day is reading these. Were they a passionate couple, uh, your parents? Well, this is there. It's before they knew each other. Gotcha. So it's all things that were written to them before they knew each other. That's fascinating. It's a, it's kind of unbelievable. It's crazy, and it's pretty also embarrassing for us in in that because this is before obviously texting, but even before you comfortably would call someone on the phone. And so this is just the correspondence of like people in their late teens and early twenties, and even the dumb ones are so like well written and, <laughs> and and there's there's an erudition that's like oh my god this is you know this is us being like oh my god did you see Scooby Doo and these people are writing about like the war effort. And it's all wartime also, and but also but but it but it's it's very humanizing because you know everybody. How you know you you always think like people back then didn't have emotions like we do, of course they did, but but also there's some hot goss. I mean the 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 hot goss quotient is off the charts, and there's a couple of kind of like shocking. You know there's a letter to my father from this like real floozy, and there's this really disgusting letter that my father wrote to a guy friend and never mailed. That's so gross <laughs> really gross. oh my god i mean it's bad enough finding letters that your parents wrote but the ones that even they knew they shouldn't send <laughs> totally they um, say really satisfying things like i'm gonna come see you this weekend and and we are gonna get tight it is always a delight to lay eyes on you both uh thank you so much for making time for us and uh and i do hope we can do it again soon Thanks, Sam. You do too. It. Let's do it in person. I, that sounds like a deal. The Great North airs Sundays on Fox. Late Night with Seth Meyers airs weeknights on NBC at 12.35, 11.35 Central. Original music on the Late Night podcast is by the HE Band. Don't forget to follow the handle Late Night Seth on social media and tell your friends to subscribe to the Late Night podcast wherever they get their podcasts. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader.